Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flick, aka Oracle Lightworker. I'm a Holy Fire 3 Karuna Reiki master teacher and Akashic Records reader. I also happen to be a Gemini, don't judge, a 5-1 emotional manifester and empowered empath. I am literally obsessed with helping you heal and showing you that you are your own best healer. Join me here where we will explore different techniques and modalities and where I will share personal experiences and channel guidance to help support you as you move along the spiritual and healing path. I am so glad you're here. I got the eye of the tiger, a fighter, dancing through the fire, cause I am a champion, and you're gonna hear me roar, you're gonna hear me roar, oh hello, hello everybody, um, that's just some um, channeled guidance coming through from Katy Perry for everybody on this beautiful Friday morning, if this is when you're downloading this episode. Of course, this is Thursday. I've become more and more of a procrastinator, and now it's commonplace that I record and edit my podcast on the same day because that's just how I roll. <laughs> but yeah, if you feel challenged this month, if you are feeling the energies, just remember, you've got the eye of a tiger. You're a fighter. You can dance through that, fi- that fire. And you are a champion. And I want to hear you roar. Thank you, Katy Perry, for those inspirational words today. <laughs> okay, welcome, everybody. Hope you are doing well. Hope you are navigating March. <laughs> Sorry, I had to readjust myself here. Um, I have my blanket around my shoulders and I'm down in my office. It's so much more comfortable than sitting cross-legged in my uh, closet with my legs seizing up and hunched over. So this is maybe the the quality isn't as great, but the comfort definitely is. Um, But yes, I hope you are navigating these energies. Uh, I was kind of talking about this on my Instagram stories, but I've had quite a few people reach out to me and say that the guidance that was coming through in the Akashic Oracle uh, energy report for March was pretty bang on for them. They're feeling a lot of these intense energies. And it's funny, someone I was talking to a friend in in the DMs yesterday And she mentioned the intensity of the energies. And I said, yeah. And as I was typing it, I literally knew. I was like, yeah, it's weird. I haven't been experiencing it as intensely as I had anticipated it. And then in brackets, I put to her, like in parentheses, I was like, you know what? I feel like this, (laughs) it's going to change here. And honestly, as I wrote that, I just knew I'm like, okay, this is, I I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was going to come that fast. And I took part, I'm in, I'm in kind of like a mini kind of course this week. We get kind of energetic upgrades every day. And so that always shifts a lot and brings a lot to the surface for me. Um, But I haven't been, it hasn't been super intense, but yesterday I had as well, I redid the Reiki one attunement um, with my Reiki master teacher, Purnima, and I did that and I've been doing the other frequency attunements all week. And then after, literally after the attunement, I could just feel, it was kind of crazy. I could feel 
the energies. Like I just felt all this anxiety and overwhelm and I knew it wasn't mine. Like I didn't have anything I was feeling overwhelmed or anxious about really. Um, and I hadn't been feeling like that. And it was just like after this attunement, it was crazy. I just felt all the energies. So yeah, anyway, I spoke too soon. <laughs> I spoke too soon, but it's funny. I often channel through guidance for people on how to deal with these energies. And sometimes I'm not the best at taking my own advice. <laughs> and usually I, you know, I usually do get out every day in nature and go for walks, but sometimes I don't do all of the things I know I should be doing. And so yesterday I really intentionally, uh, it was the first time I really kind of stopped and thought, okay, what am I going to do to ground myself? I know I knew these energies were going to be coming. Grounding is so important. So go back to some of the advice that I had given in the records and I did those things. So I went out in nature for a walk and definitely felt a shift after that. And then I went in my cold plunge tub um, because I find when I do that, I it really creates shifts for me and it helps me kind of let go of any energies that aren't serving me. So I did that. And as I mentioned on my stories, I hadn't been doing the plunging as much until this week. I kind of started to get back into it again because I really do love going in the river. It just feels like this connection with nature. And I just, there, I don't know. I just love doing it. It just didn't feel the same with the cold plunge. But now since I'm getting into more of a cold plunge routine, I'm realizing that there are things I love about the cold plunge that I don't necessarily get from the river. And that's it feels more peaceful and I stay in longer and, and I just, I almost get myself into a meditative space and I just feel the silence and this peace and it's really restorative. So I'm starting to see kind of the benefits in the cold, the, in the cold tub as opposed to the river. So it's kind of nice to have two options where there are different kind of benefits from each. And it's funny because my youngest daughter She's the one who's kind of motivating me. She's doing it every day on her own, like literally every day. She loves it with her bath. Everybody's saying they like her bath cap. Um, she puts her bath cap on every time. And yesterday she went, she was in for over four minutes. My, my longest yesterday was three minutes and she was in for over four minutes. I'm like, okay, we bet that might be a bit too extreme, but the, the water, I think it's about five degrees. Um, so I don't know, that doesn't probably sound that cold, but Celsius, but for, it's cold when you're in there, but actually it's, I don't know, it, it is quite a meditative experience. Anyway, so I did that and then I made plans to have pot roast. This is something I don't know that I ever, I don't think I maybe have, maybe I cooked it once in my life. I, it's not, definitely not in the rotation and I just was like kind of craving root vegetables, which I don't, I don't typically crave. Like I'm not a big, I'm not a big root vegetable guy. I am definitely not. It's funny because I'm from Prince Edward Island and we're known for our potatoes and of course, Anne of Green Gables, but I have never been a potato girl. If I had to choose, I'd be more of a rice girl. If you, if we were going with those, uh, with those, uh, side, carb choices I'd be I'd be going for the rice probably although I mean french fries like hello love a good french fry um but typically like mat I do not like mashed potatoes unpopular opinion 
Um, not a mashed potato person, not even really baked potato girl, but it was, I was craving it. And then I realized, okay, like my body wants these grounding root vegetables. And when I do need grounding, I do tend to try to prioritize eating root vegetables. Although sometimes it feels like I'm forcing it because I just don't love them. But my body, I guess, knew what it wanted because that's what was on my mind, pot roast, which is just not a typical meal for me, but it it was so good. And I feel like, yeah, it was so grounding. And these foods can really be grounding if you feel like the energies around you are kind of intense or unpredictable. It's just so important to ground yourself in as many different ways as possible. So today's episode was initially going to be about the Akashic Records and getting into, you know, what the Akashic Records are, how I stumbled upon them and how I work in with the Akashic Records and in the Akashic Records. And I was fully prepared to do the podcast on that today. And then it just kind of popped into my awareness that I needed to go a different direction. And I always just try to follow my intuition and guidance If it's telling me to talk about something, it's for a reason. So today I'm going to tell you about the story of how I manifested this house that I'm living in and how me manifesting this house kind of led to my husband's spiritual awakening. And I think if we have time, I'll talk as well a little bit about attracting abundance and manifestation and the energetics of money and and also another cool this is actually the thing that made me think okay I need to talk about this today is that I kind of attracted in some unexpected money this week as well and so I thought that that would be cool to talk about Before we get into the episode, just want to give you a reminder if you're listening to this on Friday. Oh yeah, this is St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day. I am half, I don't know if I'm half Irish, half Scottish, but I've Irish. Um, My my dad is from Boston. My whole family lives in Boston um, and very much Irish in our lineage. And so St. Patty's Day has always been kind of I don't know, really fun, fun day. I always love to, I always love to celebrate it for sure. Back in the day, drinking lots of green beer. Um, maybe I'll have a non-alcoholic green beer with, or beer with some green food coloring today or today, tomorrow for me, but today for you, I guess. Um, but yeah, happy St. Patty's day for those who celebrate. I think we're all a little bit Irish on March 17th. So if you are listening to this on Friday, March 17th, there is still time for you to sign up for my level one and two Holy Fire 3 Reiki training that will run all weekend, March 18th and 19th on Zoom. You do not need any previous experience. You don't have to be spiritually gifted or awakened or any of that if you are being called to join if you are finding Reiki keeps popping up, people are talking about it, it's calling to you in some way, then I would love to have you in this training so you can sign up in my link in bio. Actually, I'll, I'll link that below in the show notes. Um, if you're on Instagram, you can go to my link in bio or send me a DM if you have any questions. I would love to answer them. And as always, I have one-to-one Akashic Reiki sessions and I have a lot of different types of sessions. I do house 
and land clearings. I do Reiki sessions for animals and for children. And yeah, I do spirit attachment release as well. So you can check out my offerings um, below and let me know if you have any questions. Okay, so into the story of how I manifested this house. And I know some people know this story. I've told it in some of my group healing sessions before, and I've been called to tell it to a few clients for whatever reason. Sometimes I'm guided to share personal stories um, with them during our sessions, but I definitely think this is a story that's worth repeating and it's worth repeating to myself because honestly, I forget how powerful we are. I talk about this all the time. It comes through in the records all the time. And my human self sometimes struggles with things like remembering how powerful we really are and how powerful our thoughts are and that we are co-creating all the time. Okay. We are co-creating with the universe and we can have what we want. And sometimes I think, okay, I manifested this. I manifested that. I don't want to be greedy. I shouldn't ask for anything else. Like, and it's like, I know it works, but I don't want to, I don't know, overuse it or something, but I do, I do know that it's impossible. This is a limitless source. You can have what you want there. Again, there are no limits. And today I think I need to be talking about this for myself as well. And, you know, everything that's been coming up lately for me in my, in messages, in the program I'm in, like it's all around manifestation, becoming an energetic match for abundance and, and, you know, it's your birthright to be abundant. So let's focus on that and bringing more of this abundant energy into our lives. So about me manifesting the house that we're living in. So back in, oh my gosh, you know, okay, I'm not even going to say the date. A couple of years ago, (laughs) we sold our house and, you know, we, we sold our house and we, we knew we wanted to move, but we didn't know where we wanted to move. We didn't know if we wanted to build. We had built our last house and we just weren't sure exactly what our next move was, um, but we did sell our house. So as the time came closer to our house closing and us needing to be out of there, my husband was so stressed out. Like he was literally losing sleep. He was just so stressed. And my husband doesn't get straight. He's a pretty calm, cool, and collected person. But historically, the thing that gets him stressed out is finances. Okay. It stresses him out. And so we would go, you know, we, we like to walk (laughs) and we would go on walks and I would say to him and, you know, through everything I was learning around, you know, abundance, the energetics of money, manifestation, law of attraction, I would talk to him about the importance of, you know, just visualizing and focusing what we want and not being in that place of stress that he was in because that's coming from a scarcity mindset. And, and that was preventing us, you know, and him and our family from having what we wanted. And in this particular case, it was calling in a a new place for us to live. And so we, you know, on the market at that time, there actually wasn't, we went to a bunch of different houses, nothing was appealing to us. Nothing was, it was on, it was a bit, you know, depressing. I'm not going to lie, but through this all, I, I just knew that 
the right house was coming to us. So I remember I, I said to him one day, okay, I'm going to start doing this on our walk and you can think I'm crazy, but I'm going to do this every day on our walk. It's going to be my thing. I'm going to thank the universe, thank my guides, call on my angels and thank them for this house that's coming to us. And I told him the importance of being very specific. I was like visualizing very specifically this house that I wanted. And so I would go, we'd go on the walk and we'd be talking and then partway through I would say, okay. And I just usually just start saying it and he totally entertained me. He probably thought I was crazy at the time, but I would say, thank you so much. I call my guides and thank you so much for bringing this house to us. This house that is near the water, it's near nature, but it's also conveniently located. It's going to be in a place where there are kids, my, my kids age that they can hang out with. And then I would go into the specific details. Thank you for this house. That's open concept that has a, a nice white kitchen that has four bedrooms or more. And I would always say, or more, like I didn't want to limit myself to certain things. I said, big closets. I went, I was so specific and I would go down the list and I would say, you know, has a meditation room. Like I said, and, and some of these things sounded ridiculous to me because the houses we were looking at, let me just tell you, they didn't look anything like what I was describing or what I was visualizing in my mind. I was seeing no evidence of what I wanted in my external environment. So I began to create the evidence within my mind first with the thought that when I create this image, then I will see it re reflected in my reality. Okay. I will see it reflected in the, in, in my physical reality, but I first have to create it almost in my mind first. And I had read about this before. I'm not sure where, but that even if it seems like totally unattainable and some of the specifics I was putting, like, you know, all the bedrooms, the big closets, the meditation room, did not feel attainable for me at the moment. And, you know, at the time I was like, oh, well, I should be, we should be, you know, I would settle for a lot less than this at this point. But I said, no, I'm holding these, you know, high expectations and I'm visualizing that. So I would do this every time we were walking as well. I would write about it in a journal. Okay. And something I think I've talked about before is the holistic uh, psychologist, her future self journal. And I used to do her future self journal every day. And now I'm hearing, thank you to my guides and to the universe for <laughs> reminding me that, yeah, you need to start doing that again, Kate. Okay. Message received. Um, I was doing it every single day, uh, this future self journal, and it's basically creating your future self and putting it out there like what, even though it seems like a far off reality, like what, think about what you wanna be doing, who you want to be, like how will you be acting this future version of yourself? So anyhow, I wrote down in, in detail the same things I was speaking out loud. And I think there's something powerful of speaking it out loud to the universe. And I know particularly because in human design, I'm a manifester and we're supposed to inform. And we're even, you know, what I've learned is, it's very important for manifestors to inform the universe. So if you are a manifestor listening, use your throat, use your throat chakra, inform the universe. Don't just inform the people around you as a strategy. You need to tell the universe what you want. So for me, I think using my voice was really important as well. Um, so yeah, so I was saying it out loud. I was writing it in my journal. 
And then it's getting closer and closer to the time where we had to be out of our house. And honestly, this house popped up and, you know, it was a house for rent. So we're actually renting this house right now. And I never specified, I will, I'll be clear that I didn't specify that I wanted this house to be a house that we were buying. I said the next house that, you know, that we move into, I want it to have these things. So we are renting it right now, which is something, which is also another interesting thing, something we typically wouldn't have even entertained the idea of renting. And we're very, I know, I feel like a lot of people think we're crazy, like they're still renting, what are they doing? But we are both, we both are very content and happy where we are right now. And we know we're not gonna live here forever, uh, but I don't know, I can't explain it. I just know this is, oops, how this is supposed to be right now. Anyhow, I digress. So at the very, the 11th hour, this house pops, pops up into our awareness. And we came into the house and it was literally everything that I had thanked the universe for in advance. It was everything that I had imagined. It was almost mind blowing. Like, how is this possible? Like the biggest closet that I've ever seen. I was like, what the heck? Like for me, I was like, I didn't, uh, I, I was hoping for a big closet. I didn't think this big. And it, it's just, it was blowing my mind. And there were, were there are four bedrooms and you know that I said four bedrooms or more because I was thinking, okay, three bedrooms and the fourth could be like an office. But I also had written down meditation room. It's funny, we came down into the basement and the girl who was showing us the house said, I don't know what this is. Like it's a fifth room and it looks kind of like a bedroom. It's smaller than a bedroom. There's no closet. And I think that's why it wasn't classified as a bedroom because there's no closet. But she's like, yeah, this is, I don't know about this room. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my meditation room. She said, oh yes, this is be the perfect meditation room. So that's the room I'm in now. And that's kind of what I use for, you know, my, 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 yes, meditations, my sessions. I use this as my office. So when I saw this random like room that wasn't even really in the listing and it was the meditation room I had talked about and gave gratitude for in advance and written about, I was like, you can't make this stuff up. Like, this is honestly amazing. So although we don't own this house, uh, I do know that I manifested it. And, and that's the thing, my husband recognized it too. Like it blew his mind to the point where he, he had always been open to things to an extent. Like he never, you know, when I was going through my spiritual awakening, he, was accepting like he saw me changing but I didn't really talk to him a lot about what was going on in my life spiritually like I had some spiritual friends and he would you know I'm sure he would politely listen but it's just I didn't talk to him about maybe a bit I don't know I'd probably bring up certain things but I wouldn't really get into a lot of spiritual discussions with him because I don't, you know, he wasn't really super open to it at the time. Definitely didn't judge me or anything like that, but it's, those aren't conversations we are ever having. But after this, you know, after, and I, I forgot to say before, when I told him that, just trust me, I'm going to manifest this house for us. And I started doing that. 
I saw such a shift in him and I was like, you don't seem as stressed. Like this guy was literally not sleeping at night and I, he was just so stressed out. And, and I saw a shift in him and he said, you know what? I just, he's like, I just said, well, like what, how can things get any worse right now? Like how stressed out I am. I might as well just, you know, get on board with what you're doing. Like, what do I have to lose? So he essentially surrendered. He, he opened himself up to this possibility and surrendered to it, which is so important whenever you are manifesting anything. Okay. You need to put out your intention, visualize, and these are some things we can talk about in a bit. Um, but then you have to let go. You cannot attach to the outcome. You can't attach to how you're going to get to where you want to be. You just have to trust that you will receive what is meant for you and what is coming for you. And so you have to practice non-attachment, which is really difficult. (laughs) Believe me, it is super difficult. But through this experience, it just, it changed my husband. It, it, it was unbelievable, really. Like I just saw everything change for him and how he, how he perceives the world and how he operates on his day to day. And he was operating from, you know, that scarcity mindset. And I have too, I'm not saying that I haven't because I know I have a lot of self-limiting beliefs around money and abundance that I'm working on now and I need more work on. I totally recognize that, but my husband had really been operating from the scarcity mindset for a very long time. And that was the main cause of stress and anxiety in his life was around finances and there never being enough. And his whole way he perceives money now has shifted. And he, it's amazing, honestly. It's funny. I like to say an affirmation when we're walking and sometimes I'll forget to do it. And I was anchoring into this affirmation the last like week or so. I've been saying it more and more on our walks and I hadn't, you know, I had, I sometimes go spells where I'm, you know, forgetting about because life is going on and I'm not as focused on this, but there's just been so many messages coming up for me around abundance and manifestation and attracting things into your life. So I've been thanking the universe on our walks. Like, thank you so much for the unexpected abundance. You know, thank you for the abundance coming to us from unexpected sources. And that's an affirmation I like to repeat. And I've been repeating a lot this week. And this is this little story now is what kind of prompted me to talk about this today is because I woke up this morning with uh, a sum of money in my bank account from an unexpected source. And that source is from my teaching job, which I'm not even doing right now. We had been in negotiations for a couple of years for our contract and the no- negotiations went over two years. So apparently we received retroactive pay. And I had been on a walk with a friend who's a teacher who had told me about this and I totally forgot about it. And she messaged me and I read it this morning and she said, oh, check your bank account. And I checked my bank account and there was this chunk of money from a job that I'm not even working right now. And, and I was just like, thank you universe. Thank you for this money from an unexpected source. This theme or topic of abundance actually came up in the group Reiki healing experience I hosted a couple of weeks ago. 
And it was coming through in the Kashuk records that this month people would be receiving more abundance. They would be receiving money from unexpected sources, maybe getting a check in the mail, finding money on the ground. And so it's interesting that it happened for me and I'm very grateful for it. A lot of people are working jobs that are perhaps salaried, that you know what you're getting every year. Maybe you're not, there's no chance to get bonuses or upgrades or things like that. And some people think, okay, well, if I'm, I'm working this type of job, there's no way for me to get promoted or get a pay increase. How am I going to receive more abundance? And it's just focusing and visualizing and using affirmations. There's lots of things. And actually I'll talk about that in a minute, but holding that vision and also surrendering, um, and believing that money and abundance can come to you from these unexpected sources. Okay. And and that money is available, abundance is available to you. So if we're talking about money, it is important to remember that money is energy. Like money is energy, it has an energy, it has a frequency. So if you want money in your life, you need to align with the frequency of money. And the frequency of money is a frequency of abundance. It's a higher vibrational frequency. So you need to be sure that your thoughts, your words, okay, what you are visualizing, that, that those things are all in alignment with this higher vibrational frequency. So if you are always seeing the lack in your life, if you are always seeing, you know, what's going wrong, what you don't have, if you are focusing on that, then it's going to be pretty much impossible for you to align yourself with that more abundant frequency and energy. I read somewhere or heard somewhere before something about like, if you want a new car to come into your life, like that, you know, don't focus on how terrible and old the car that you have now is like, be grateful for it. Show gratitude for it. Wow. This car can get me from home to work every day. Okay. I've had this car for so long. It's carried me safely to different places transported me to different spaces and places safely and just focus like your gratitude on your vehicle. This is funny. Actually, this is coming into my awareness is my husband has this thing where he, <laughs> this sounds actually weird. And he's been doing this, I think even before he, he kind of spirit had his little spiritual awakening, but he has this Honda Ridgeline. I don't know. And some people, apparently if you're a truck person, I think they make fun of people with Honda Ridgelines. Sorry, Jason. Um, but he loves his Honda Ridgeline. Okay. It's his little baby. And he will, when we're driving, this sounds weird, actually. He like rubs the steering wheel and says like, thank you. And says some little things to the steering wheel to his vehicle. And he'll say, you know, thank you for, for taking us safely to wherever. And thank you for being reliable. It's almost like he's saying affirmations to his Honda Ridgeline. Okay. I think this guy might need help. Actually, he definitely doesn't need help. What he's doing is exactly what you should be doing if you want to attract more into your life. So he's showing gratitude and we're going to talk about gratitude, the frequency of gratitude. He is 
being grateful for what he already has and showing that gratitude. And that's just opening him up to receive more through that appreciation that he is showing for his beloved Honda Ridgeline. I can make fun of him here because he doesn't listen to my podcast. So I can just use this time to just make fun of him all day long. Just joking. No, I'm not making fun of him. It's actually an amazing practice. And he gets after me. He's like, have you been showing some love to your CRV? <laughs> and when he drive, if he ever drives my CRV, cause I hate driving, I really don't like driving. So, um, you know, we went to Halifax this past weekend and he drove it and he'll, he'll like do those little affirmations to my Honda CRV, give it some love. Okay. So back to the free talking about frequencies. So Again, you need to be a vibrational match for what you want to call into your life. And everything on earth vibrates at a specific frequency. And if you want something, you just need to become a vibrational match for that thing that you want. And the easiest way for you to become a vibrational match is to focus on creating higher vibrational emotions, okay? Like peace, joy, happiness, gratitude, okay? And by kind of bringing up those emotions, feeling into those emotions, then you can raise your vibration and attract what you want. And that's like a key component in the recipe of manifestation that some people leave out is the importance of emotions. Okay. And so if you want something, you need to visualize, okay, picture yourself having that thing. And so yes, the vision board is a great tool. If you have a vision board and Okay, this might be another sign for me that I need to have a vision board. I'm going to create one after this. <laughs> I should. Um, but right now I'm seeing the vision board and like, that's wonderful. You have these images of things you want to call into your life, but you need like the key ingredient to the recipe is the emotion. So you have to take yourself, if you have on your vision board, a picture of Hawaii because you want to travel there. And it's like, that's beautiful picture that, that beach scene that you're looking at in Hawaii, but you need to take it a step further and imagine yourself laying on the beach. Like how will that feel to you laying on the beach in Hawaii or wherever you want to go? How will you feel? Will you feel relaxed, peaceful, abundant. Okay. So you need to really take yourself into that future, um, thing that you want to call in or to that future experience and really embody the emotions that you will experience when you have that thing that you want. And that's going to help you raise your vibration to become an energetic match for what you're looking to call in. And that's what I did with the future self journal. I would say all the things that I wanted, like I, I want to have a spiritual business that helps heal people. And when I do this, I will feel in my purpose. I will feel fulfilled. I will feel joyful and abundant and happy. And I, I was writing down these, everything that I would feel and what this would bring into my life and just imagining, okay, that that visualization, you need to tap into your different senses. What I'm hearing right now is, if you can visualize what you want, but also for instance, with the example of the Hawaii trip, what sounds might you hear on the beach, the crashing of the waves? What would you smell like the salty air? When you tap into your different senses, you are bringing that future thing that you want to life. You're bringing it into the present moment. And that actually is making me remember an activity that I did with my high school students, my grade 10 CEO students. It's like a career exploration course. 
And this was, I don't know, again, I don't know how many years ago this was, but I did this, we had this party and it was called like this. I did this as an actual assignment for them, but it was, it culminated. There's, there's preparatory work and then it culminated in this party and it was called the come as you will be party. And the premise of it, and I got the idea from Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles. Love that book. And although I haven't, it's funny, my my friend and I always talk about this book is so amazing, yet we haven't, and we know it's so powerful, yet we've never finished reading it. So another good reminder for me, I got I have got to finish that book and start applying all its principles because it's amazing. Anyhow, this uh, party that I held in my class is you students had to imagine, I think he had, he had people imagine what their life would be like in five years. And I think I did 10 years because I wanted them to be thinking like past, you know, high school and maybe into more of their adult years a little bit. So I think we went with 10 years. And so what they had to do was show up to the party dressed as who they would be in 10 years. Okay. And that got them thinking about maybe what career they wanted to be doing. And they had to talk in the first person as if that this is who they were. Okay. And they had to have props and they had to dress up as if they were this future version of themselves. And they had to tell people like, Oh yes, I'm, you know, I'm a doctor now. I mean, 10 years probably wasn't enough for some of them to be doctors, but we had all sorts of people coming in. We had some people who were in film. We had some, quite a few nurses, if I can remember correctly. And so I did this along with the class and I was just like, well, what am I going to do? You know, I'm teaching. I love teaching, but I had to reflect, okay, I, I did the activity with them you know, authentically and was kind of drawing on like, what am I passionate about? What do I like to do? And at the time I was very, very passionate about health and wellness, like specifically nutrition and exercise and anything to do with wellness. So I, I came in and said, I was a health coach. Now at this time, I had never even heard of a health coach. I think I put wellness coach, put wellness coach. And I, my prop was, I got a picture of Time Magazine and I, and I superimposed my face on it and saying I was this like wellness coach. And I, I did, anyway, I, I just was talking to everybody saying like I coach people around wellness and et cetera, et cetera. So that was fine. So I did this activity with the group. I acted as if, and if you, t- going back to Jack Canfield, when he did this party, um, he had people showing up with all these different, you know, somebody was an author. Actually, I believe he was an author who sold all of these books. And at the time he, he didn't have any best-selling books. And then he, after this party, he went on to become like a best-selling author. If people don't know, he's the author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series. So anyway, the, the premise behind this whole party was to kind of flood your subconscious with images of, of you already achieving the things that you wanted in your life, like your goals and that you were already living this life that you hope to live in the future. And that that would help kind of get rid of any self-limiting beliefs, but also attract 
attract this into your life, the possibility of this into your life. And it is so crazy because I don't know how like a year or two after the next thing I know, I start following this girl, Robin Euclid, and then just kind of, I, I thought I, I liked her account. And then the next thing I know, she's talking about, you know, the in, international Institute for integrative nutrition and that she's a health coach. And anyway, the next thing I know I'm enrolling and taking this health coaching program and I became a, a, a holistic health coach and it dawned on me after, oh my gosh, this is what I acted out. Okay. At the time I didn't even know like a wellness health coach was a thing. I honestly didn't know it was a thing. This was a number of years ago. Now I know it's a very common thing, but I had never heard of it before. And as soon as I acted as if, and it was like during that party, I was embodying the emotions. I was acting as if I really was this wellness coach. And the interesting thing that I've learned about since is that our brain has this thing called the RAS, which is a reticular activating system. And what it does is it filters our environment for us. Okay. Like we are being bombarded with so much information. Okay. When you are driving down the road or when you are just going into most situations, imagine walking into the mall, there's so much information going on that your brain, it would overwhelm. It's going to overwhelm your brain. Your brain has to have a filtering system to bring to it just certain information and, and filter out the rest or it'd be too overwhelming. So the interesting thing is that when we think thoughts, like our brain doesn't understand the difference between, it doesn't know if something is true or false. So if you were thinking, you know, I am stupid, your brain takes that as fact. Okay. If you think I am smart, intelligent, and this is why affirmations work. Okay. Is that you are, you know, wiring the brain. Okay. And it's having an impact on your, your reticular activating system. Okay. Which we'll talk about in a second, but your brain doesn't understand the difference between what is true and what is false. Everything that the, that you think the brain believes to be true. And with that filtering of the reticular activating system, the brain is going to bring more things to you that reinforce that thought. So the brain wants to take in information, resources, opportunities that affirm your beliefs. Okay. The images you have about yourself, others, and the world. So this is why I believe I learned about health coaching. Okay. I acted as if I was pretending I was a health coach. I had my picture on a magazine, all these things talking for a whole 80 minute class in the character of a health coach and imagining obviously being in character of what it would be like to be a health coach and talking about my services. So my reticular activating system moving forward was as it scans the environment and it's filtering things, it was bringing things into my awareness that I would have otherwise never noticed. Okay. Because again, there's so much information out there that your brain has to filter things out. So you're going to be noticing certain things and other things, you know, health coaching probably has been around for a while or probably had been around for a while at that time, but I, it wasn't in my personal awareness. Maybe it was in someone else's, but it came into my awareness. And that's why it's so important to 
set goals and to visualize because once you start to focus on these things, your reticular activating system is going to go to work and bring to you people, opportunities, things that would have otherwise probably gone under the radar that you would not have been aware of. The RAS is bringing that into your awareness, which is so unbelievably fascinating to me and powerful. And while we're talking about the power of visualization, we should also talk about the power of affirmations and affirmations tend to be I am statements and it's, they are kind of putting out into the universe, you know, what you want and who you are. And it's, I believe affirmations are kind of creating that future self. Okay. Even if you feel bad about yourself for some reason, you can create this affirmation that, you know, can kind of flip the script and change the wiring in your brain because so many of us have self-limiting beliefs from experiences from childhood. And we don't even realize that we have these, some of these self-limiting beliefs. And it's funny, just, it's weird that all this stuff is happening to me in the last week. And that's why I guess I felt called to do this podcast but affirmations are something that, again, I used to do in the future self journal a lot and I got away from. And then for some reason, oh, I know what it was. I was reading a book. It's a money book by Amanda Francis. And I had read it a while ago, but I was rereading it. And it's called Rich as F with F asterisk, asterisk CK. Um, I'll link it below in the show notes, but she has a lot of, great information about the energetics of money and she has lots of wonderful affirmations in it. And then I remembered, oh my gosh, I have this subscription to this app. I think it was just a one-time fee, but I got this years ago when I was especially into these affirmations and personal development. Um, not that I'm not anymore, but you know, I was reading a lot of these self-help books and doing a lot of work with affirmations and I kind of have gotten away from it. And again, I know this is all happening because I need to really anchor back into some of these practices, but I remembered this app I had and it's called Think Up. I can link it in the show notes and what it does, and I used to use this all the time, you can create your own affirmations or there are affirmations in a bank that they have, but then you record them in your own voice and then you can listen to them with background music and you, there's a t- you can have a timer set up. So for, for instance, if you're doing a daily meditation, you could do your meditation listening to your crafted affirmations specifically for what you're, you know, trying to like maybe beliefs you're trying to shift or things you're trying to call in. And so you can listen to that during your meditation or before bed. And apparently it's very powerful because it's your own voice saying these affirmations. So I was seeing some really good affirmations around abundance and money in her book. And so I just, it popped into my head. Oh my gosh, the think up app. So I went into the app, redownloaded it, still have my subscription or I don't know if it's lifetime or what, but anyway, I started plunking in, plunking, (laughs) typing in, and then recording some of the affirmations from her book around abundance and money. Because I know, as I said earlier, I still have a lot of work to do around, you know, beliefs around money. Speaking of which, I think a lot of people in the spiritual world, if you have a spiritual business, you feel like money and spirituality don't go together. And that's how I I felt, and I had a lot of issues with charging money for my services in the beginning. And I, you know, I would offer free, free services and sessions 
because, you know, I had, I just felt bad about it. And it just felt like, you know, it just didn't feel like I should be charging for something that I love to do. And I wanted to help people, but this is something I talked about in my group experience the other day is that spiritual people deserve to be paid. Okay. Their skills and gifts are needed in the world right now. And the more, you know, money you can make and abundance you can bring into your life, the more people you can help, you can help more people. And so I'm trying to shift my mindset around that because I think I do have a lot of self-limiting beliefs around money. And I think many of us do, like if you grew up in a house, I know I heard the saying money doesn't grow on trees or, you know, some people believe like, oh, you know, if you heard your parents saying, well, they're rich as if that's bad, like rich people are bad or greedy or, you know, even a belief around you have to work and work and sacrifice to get money. If that's your belief, okay, then it's going to be really difficult for you to receive abundance and money um, easily without, without strain, if that makes sense. So it's, it's all about, I'm, and this is a good reminder. I recorded those, but I haven't done it. So after this episode, I'm going to go and do a little meditation with some of my affirmations and listen to my own voice, lull me into the oblivion (laughs) talking about, I deserve, I am worthy of abundance. Okay. I should actually read some of the affirmations. I'm going to go read some of them. I'm going to get the app open here and read some of them. Okay, this is crazy, I'm back. I just went to get my phone here and guess what? There was a think up um, notification for me, which is, that came three minutes ago apparently. And so that's a sign. And then it just said, it, it popped up in the screen that I should try visual reminders. In addition to listening to your recorded affirmations, train yourself to focus on positive thoughts during the day with this five second practice. The visual reminder stimulates additional areas of the brain and reminds you to focus on the positive. It's the easiest thing to do on a daily basis to develop a positive mindset and achieve goals. And okay, what's it saying here? Oh, they're, they've, huh. so they've put some of the affirmations that I have here, they've paired images with them. So I guess apparently I'm supposed to tap on these and repeat the affirmation. Anyhow, I'll have to try that out later. First, I'm going to, I'll play here a few seconds of my uh, affirmations here with some background music, just so you can see what it sounds like. I am grateful for the abundance in my life and I am open to receive more. Money comes to me from unexpected sources. See, that's the one that I just did this week and it worked. Okay, that's just, uh, I could go on with that. It would go on for many, many minutes, but I just wanted to give you a little idea of what it does. It just plays all the different affirmations that you have recorded in your own voice. So it's great for reprogramming any self-limiting beliefs that you may be consciously aware of or things that you you may not even realize that you have some of these beliefs, but there are a lot of options for affirmations that can help you cover the bases, even if you're not consciously aware. But if you are struggling with money right now, finances, and and that's another thing that's coming through right now is that the financial climate right now is very scary for a lot of people. And 
it's important to not attach to some of these ideas around scarcity because there are a lot of messages about scarcity and people not having enough. And it's easy to buy into that and attach to that, but that doesn't have to be your reality. Okay. You don't have to subscribe to that. You get to choose. And that's why I think it is so important to use affirmations, to visualize, to just spend your time creating your future self. Because the other option is to kind of look at what's going on in the world right now and attach to that and perhaps be fearful. And that's not going to serve you. Okay. What's going to serve you. If you want to direct your energy somewhere, direct it to creating this version of yourself that you want to be okay. That you want to embody and it will shift your life. I strongly believe that. And if you're looking for some place to start for me, gratitude is so important. And that's something I did with my students. We did a gratitude journal and a lot of them really found that it helps shift things because we all are going through bad things. We are all going through challenges, whether you realize it or not, your neighbor is probably struggling with something right now. Like many people are fighting battles that you don't even realize, or you're not even aware of. So we all have our challenges. We're all going through things, but there is always something to be grateful for. There are all, there's always, I always said that to my students, you've, you should be able to find at least one thing. I actually made them every time we did the, the gratitude journal, I made them choose five things. And it was interesting as the year or the semester progressed, I found that they started with things that were kind of obvious. And a lot of times they were material objects around their house. You know, they're thankful for their cell phone or things like that. But then as the year progressed, they started to be grateful for experiences like relationships, time spent with people for things like free education. It just things that we oftentimes take for granted. They began to be grateful for these things and appreciate them. It's funny because I'm hearing that these stories are coming into my awareness because my guides are saying, you need to start doing that again, because I always did gratitude as part of my future self journal and I've gotten away from it. So message received, I have to anchor into gratitude. And it's funny. I just ordered before this, uh, the journal is it five second journal by Mel Robbins. And when I really started into my personal kind of got into personal development, um, back many moons ago, I used that journal and I'm not a journal person, but it was easy for me because it was just the way it was laid out. I, I actually, it's like the first journal I've ever completed. I completed two or three of the journals like fully, which never happens. If you know me, I'm not super organized. I don't finish journals. And one of the components was, I think you had to write down three, like it's templates, right? And you can, you have to focus on every day. There's, I think there's a component that has three things you're grateful for. Maybe it's one, but I thought it was three. Anyway, I, I purchased that right before I sat down to record this because I'm like, I need to get my life in order. I have all these things I keep forgetting to do. And now I'm realizing that there's a gratitude component to that journal. So maybe that was a nudge that I need to, to do to be focusing more on the gratitude myself. So thank you universe. I appreciate the reminder. 
Okay, well, I think that we are done for today. I feel like I could talk about this for a lot longer. Maybe we could do a different episode if people are interested in manifestation or abundance. I would actually love if you DM me, hit me up in the DMs, y'all, and tell me about the things that you have manifested or if you've manifested anything this month. I feel like this month is prime for manifestation. And when I hear about other people manifesting things, it is inspiring. It makes me excited. And when you do manifest something, don't forget to show gratitude for that manifestation and thank the universe because what we appreciate, appreciates. And so when you show gratitude in your life, then you will find that you have more things coming into your life to be grateful for. So if you take away one thing from today's episode, it probably should be to anchor into that frequency of gratitude. And, and if you could even just wake up in the morning, what I'm seeing now is just thinking of one thing when you wake up, you don't even have to write this in a journal, but one thing that you're grateful for in your life every morning, or, you know, it doesn't have to be, maybe you do it while you're brewing your coffee or when you are, I don't know, at the end of your workout, or maybe you're meditating, just bring one thing that you're grateful for into your awareness Actually, I have a gratitude meditation. Hmm, I should try to send that out. If I can figure out how to upload it as an episode, I will. It's not, I didn't record it with GarageBand. It was just on my iPhone voice notes. So it's not, the the audio isn't incredible, but it is a good little five minute meditation. It's a great starting point um, for people if they're just getting into meditation or if they want to, bring that, that frequency of gratitude into their life. So I will try, stay tuned. I will try my best to get that uploaded for you. And yeah, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget to reach out to me and tell me about the stuff that you have manifested, the things that you are calling in. I would love to hear about it and yeah, take care until next week. Bye.